Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. episode of Three Idiots in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. I'm another host, Bridget Downs. And today we're going to be talking about season four, episode 10, Heaven and Hell. But first, how are we doing? Pretty good. <laughs> we were just talking for a while before we started recording. I, I think some of that would have been good. Maybe. <laughs> Will you wear wigs? Maybe. <laughs> like not much has gone on since last time we were recording. Did you want to talk about new jobs? So this is true. I have a new job. I no longer teach pre-K, which is sort of bittersweet. Teaching pre-K, working with kids was really rewarding in a lot of ways, but I was looking for more potential for career progression. So Mm -hmm. I got a new job and I've never worked like in an office before. I've worked in like a research lab. I've worked in healthcare. I've worked in retail. I've worked food service. I've worked maintenance and I've worked in education. I've never worked like in an office setting before so this is new can you decorate yeah people that do decorate their desks i I could i could decorate if i wanted to you said cubicle kind Kind of of, kind of it's like there are partitions made of that cubicle material but i'm not in a box Right. You're not working for what, Joja? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and they're kind of, the cubicles are kind of like, like double. So mm-hmm. it's like, I only have like the partition on one side and the other side is open space and another desk. And so you're sharing. No, there's nobody sitting over there. Um, okay. But if there was, would they if, be able to see your screen if they turned around to look at yes. your back? Mm. Yes. Yeah. But like, that's like, but also anyone standing behind me in the open space behind me could also. So you can't goof off. No, I'm not going to goof off at work. I don't know. I mean... So the thing that is not surprising, I guess, to me, but also I don't, I wasn't exactly expecting was like, wow, job is email. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Job is email and a little bit of spreadsheet. And a little bit of old fashioned spreadsheet, a little bit of passing back and forth. Yeah, we email spreadsheet back and forth. There are spreadsheets we use that are in Teams okay. that are stored in Teams oh, yeah. that we do update mm. that that are that we we do keep there to update, keep in the cloud and update like as a team. But Teams is for our team, not other companies we work with. Right. And this spreadsheet goes back and forth between companies. You'd think maybe there was a cloud way to do it that we could just all access. But I feel like that would also cause more problems than it would solve based on your interactions with <laughs> those companies so far (laughs) (laughs) like different companies doing things incorrectly based on what i've seen so far but yeah basically i have a new job that job is email and sometimes a little spreadsheet but you guys are wearing fun sweaters what you bought some sweaters well i have sweaters yeah yeah they're cute Um, and i got a couple more sweaters to wear in the office because in the winter time it is cool in the office better than hot right it will be warm in the summer Uh, is it just because they don't have the office itself i've been told as actually it's quite cold in the summer because of the air conditioning but when i go into the other parts of the building, it gets quite hot. Dressing in layers is probably going to be a thing. I have to call the central heating plant because my, my office does not have heat. I don't know if it's a new development or <laughs> if I just always tolerated it before and now I just can't or it's just worse right now. But I'm working there. It's, it's been four years. Wow. wow. Yeah. I, I looked around because I was like, uh, you know, this, this at least this winter, it's just incredibly cold. Like I have to wear 
a lot more layers than I ever do. And I'm hot before I get into my office. And then, but like in the hallway has heat. So sometimes like when, when you know, my boss is we leave the door open to try and get some heat in wow. there. Has your boss noticed it too? Yeah. Okay, but like, she's only, them. she's only there Set for three a hours a week. And blow the hot air. <laughs> I'm thinking about like seeing if I can get a space heater or something. Yeah, if, what, uh, but what, like, I'm going to call I, a central yeah. heating plant, but we don't have a radiator. Hmm. I don't think, I don't know. If there's would it be heat. a vent? I don't know if there is heat available in the office. Wow. Like, that would be a question to ask. Yeah. Hey, it's cold in here. And I don't know if there's air in here. Yeah. Right. Because it's just. I can't breathe. I think it might be a vacuum. Is this I'm a door? Try, I'm going to try opening the door to see if it fixes it. But but I might get pulled out into this, space. It might be an airlock. Because um, I, I was looking around and I'm like, like, I don't remember it ever being this big of a problem before. But also, like, there's we've got all these weird pipes in, like, the kind of back up, like, towards the mm-hmm. ceiling or along the back wall. I don't know what they are, but, like, every year when it when they turn on... They make on, noises, right? Every year, especially when they turn on the heat mm-hmm. for the winter, yep. they make a lot of noise. Yep. And Right, they're, they're carrying hot water or steam. Right, so if, did, it, steam. did it always, like, just kind of... Did we get residual heat through the pipes before? Maybe. But now this year, I don't Ma- know why. Maybe. So, yeah, I mean, how these old buildings work, right, is they there is a central plant that generates steam or something like that. The steam gets pumped along pipes into radiators and which are you know big windy pieces of metal Mm -hmm. they get really hot and radiate heat Mm -hmm. you might just have like there are there are some of those in the hall and there's one in like every other office right we don't have one in our office so was your office subdivided at one point between like is is there like a wall that is not original in there there a crawl space somewhere there's a secret that the person who stole the radiators is hiding The blueprint's so head up. <laughs> There's nothing here. The measurements are wrong. <laughs> I don't think so because it's like when you walk in, it's like the main like area that's my little like office. There's a door that goes into Michelle's smaller little office. And then there's a door that goes into the CSEA office that's never open. I don't think anyone has been in there in at least four years. Except like the like fire inspection people who have a key and go in and they're like, yeah, but it's all they're clear. always like, yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't know what. And I, when they open the door, I'm like, we'll we'll look around. Like, in there. What's even in there? Like, I've never seen anyone use that office. Are there, like, personal effects in there? Like, I don't there... know. I don't know. I've never really seen through the door. See, like, what's in there? Do um, they have to go through your reception area to get to it? Yeah. So it's two kind of offices with doors off of my kind of reception area. And then there's a little conference room also through a door, like, off my reception area. So it's conference room, mine, and then kind of side-by-side off of mine are Michelle's and, and CSEA. And mm-hmm. no other... And none of that's heated? It's all cold? Yeah. Weird. Okay. Yeah. You should probably call Central Heat. Yeah. And, it's on my and, list, and, but and, just, and just, like, ask, like, what? <laughs> is up am I supposed to have heat yeah if not we'll just leave the door open <laughs> yeah. yeah but like but also, also when I'm like on the phone or something you know it's like I feel weird about having the door open because it echoes through the halls uh, like I can hear the echo yeah. it just reverberates <laughs> down the hall <laughs> the secretary haunting the basement <laughs> <laughs> You know, if I'm, you know, know I'm going to be making a phone call or something, you know, like, I'll, like, close the door. But, like, when I have the door closed, like, it takes me a second to realize that it's getting, that it's extremely cold in my office. I start realizing when literally, like, it's, like, first of, like, my fingers are kind of cold. I can feel my nose getting cold. Mm-hmm. Like, tip my nose. And then when mm-hmm. I touch it, it's very, it's very cold. And then my fingers start to move slower. Yeah. Like, I'm typing and I'm, like, oh, I have to, no. like, do your fingers turn white? No. Like, just, fi- like. Like, like, do they look like they're getting, do your fingers? 
fingers look like they're getting pale. No. Just that, like, I get very... I mean, that sounds like circulation. Slow moving. Like, it takes more effort to, like, you know, especially if I'm, like, texting or something. You gotta get some fingerless gloves and just, like, cut the finger... Cut the fingertips... Just the very tips of them off. (laughs) So you have gloves, but you can still use your fingers. Yes, but, like, imagine that. You walk into my office. I already wear a winter hat when I'm in there. You're in a sleeping bag. You look like Aizawa. (laughs) Big, big ass scarf. Get get us nuggie. And... You need... You Imagine need... that. You walk into the office and the secretary is like, but behind like, like a ski mask, how can I help you? <laughs> Looks like a tick about to pop. What is it? I can't put my arms out. I was going like Bob Cratchit core. Like... Yeah. Like... A long, thin scarf that's uh-huh. like, you know... Like, oh, we're too poor to afford coal for the fire. <laughs> My boss just takes all the money. <laughs> but I work for a union. <laughs> Fingerless gloves, but something almost to the fingers, so it mm-hmm. just looks like I'm like... <laughs> Typing in mittens. <laughs> You're like, I can probably understand what I'm trying to say in this email. <laughs> just key smashing, like... <laughs> Kindest regards. <laughs> I take my men's off just to say that to be petty. <laughs> I saw that the person who's, who's training me sent a kind regards email the other mm, day. Yeah, I think you told me about that. My job is often email, but I'm four years into this job, that is email, and have learned a lot about email etiquette. Mm-hmm. I have an email signature. Wow, oh, fun. <laughs> it's just like little. Lo- there are little things about the office that I find charming. Like yeah. we have a water cooler. Oh, that's oh. very good. <laughs> <laughs> when it's cold in the office, you can drink cold water. Couple of boring ass white people from work. <laughs> Hannah, how's it hanging? The water's um feels colder in the cup today. Oh, yeah. You think that's something they're doing? I don't know, Chad. What do you think? <laughs> that's very nice of somebody. If there was somebody I could thank, I would. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Dad and I have been watching The Bear. Really? Which working in a restaurant? Yeah. Have you seen The Bear? No, I can't. I don't think I could. <laughs> I really don't think I should. It's it makes stressful. Me, it makes me nervous. That show makes me nervous. It's really good. And it's not even the the specific. It's not like because I went in like an like ordering coming coming through on like a ticket. No, not is it not? It's not fine dining in the in no. The it's bar, counter service. It? Yeah, which which is what I worked. I worked counter service, and we took phone orders. We didn't have a like an online ticket ordering. I think they were trying to figure out how to set that up, mm. but we did not have that yet when I, when I was working counter service. Yeah. But it's not the actual operation of the restaurant that makes me yeah. nervous. It's everything. Their in, lives. Everything in their lives makes me nervous. Oh. Because everyone know. on that show. Has, they've got a lot of problems. And... Is, is, has a very stressful and or sad life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I feel like it's fairly, fairly realistic for the people who end up working in restaurants, but... It's a, sand- a blue-collar yeah. sandwich shop in Chicago. And the whole premise of the story is that, well, Carmi, but... Jeremy Allen White yeah. is the actor. He is, like, the best... Was, like, nominated for, like, the Best Chef Award in the he world. Worked, working at a very star Michelin in, in, in New York, New York Went to prestigious culinary You know they only school. go up to three stars. Michelin? Mm-hmm. You know what's five stars? Gusteau's. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's it. Just Gusto's is oh, five stars in Ratatouille, but in Gusteau. the real world, Michelin only goes up to three. Wow, Gusto's is the only five star Michelin restaurant. <laughs> wow, um, Gusto's is incredible. <laughs> and when they lost a star, he died. 
And then he lost no, another star no, because he, he got a bad review, so he, no, yes. so he lost a star. And, and then, then he, he died, died so, so they, they lost, lost another, another star. Gusto is dead. And now they're just three-star Michelin. What a disgrace. <laughs> so he's working there and then has to come home to Chicago because his brother killed himself. And his brother was running the family sandwich shop. Yeah. Oh. So he has to take it over. Yeah. and it's a Because it was left in his will. That he gave it to Carmi. And it is a disaster. There's resentment because the guy who was taking care of the restaurant while Carmi was still in the big city didn't get the restaurant. And it's like it wasn't left to him. And he's technically not part of the family, but everyone calls him cousin. But yeah, it's a lot of stuff like that. And like, he wants it to be this really, not necessarily like a fancy restaurant like he was used to working in, but at least running he wants to work. He wants to be able to work and have, like, like a new system where people are actually working together to make good food. It was, like, stressful to a point, but that last episode that we just watched, oh my god. It was insane. Just, and we're just even, we're only in the first, yeah, we're only in the first season. I do have a little in. You are cold at work. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you you are cold while and and you it's, you find it unpleasant to be cold while performing your employment duties. <laughs> There's also a character in this episode who complains about being cold while performing his work duties. Oh my god. Okay. 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 What is it that uh, Earth is chilly because hell is on Alistair fire? Alistair would rather go back to hell because it's warm. That's such a what are you, are you are you are you comparing my typing emails to torture? To- he finds his job pleasant. He enjoys his his job. His office job. He just doesn't like working in the branch office. So speaking of finding it unpleasant to be cold at work, <laughs> let's jump into season four, episode 10, Heaven and Hell. Our writer today is Eric Kripke. I can can tell. Uh, Because it's such a, it's important plot stuff. And he's the only one who can have a hand on that ball. Nope, not what I can tell. He thinks so. He thinks he's the only one. When we get to those points, I'll point them out. Okay. And also on the writing credit is Trevor Sands. As in Sands Undertale. (laughs) Comic Sands. Sand, like at the beach. Oh. Sand is Sands. Only appearance on, on Supernatural. Directed by J. Miller Tobin. Jay Miller Tobin has been a director with us before. Last seen directing Born Under a Bad Sign. The one where... That's when he's Meg. Mm-hmm. That's when Sam uh, is possessed by he, Meg. He directed that one. Yikes. Ew. Directed Supernatural Christmas. We, we will see him his directing a couple more times, but he's directed a whole bunch of the Made in Canada stuff. Of course, Eric Kripke is our showrunner in charge of the show. The last time we saw his writing was Lazarus Rising. Is it because of this having to do with things that were like central to that episode and very heavy plot-wise because of things that were heavy in I that would, episode? I would, ima- I would imagine so. That that this, then... is a, this is a big plot point. Is and what, that being is why he... part two of a two-parter where things kind of come to a resolution. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know if his writing is what made the episode good. A lot oh, of no. the directing was part of it. There was some good direction, I think. And, um, in Lazarus Rising? Mm-hmm. Or in... Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was a Kim Manners episode. The huge overhead shot with the digging out of your own grave thing, that was a Kim Manners. So, yeah. The actual writing of the episode, I don't know. But because of things that happened in this episode, they come back for this episode, yeah. I, w- I would imagine that's why Eric Kripke took this one. So, we have our... When did it air? Oh, I'm sorry. 
This episode aired November 20th, 2008. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the heckler. Yeah. <laughs> so we have our then. They want us to remember that Lilith is trying to free Lucifer from hell by breaking seals. We hear this from the voice of Anna and you know, know that, that she knows all this too. She can hear angels. The demons want her. Angels want her dead. They want us to remember Pamela, the psychic, mm-hmm. who had her eyes burned out by Castiel. Mm-hmm. They want us to remember that Dean was in hell, but Castiel pulled him out of hell. The angels think that Dean can save them for some reason. We are reminded specifically that Uriel is a specialist. We are reminded that Alistair and Dean know each other. They have a history. Yeah, they've got some history. Um, and again, that the angels want to kill Anna. I do want to say real quick, so Alistair, the, the actor who plays Alistair... Mm-hmm. Mark Ralston. He's been in many, many things. Like character actor that guy kind of thing? Or? Kind of, he's, a, he's, a, he's a that guy. One of the first things he was in that we would have known him from, he was in Prancer. Who? 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 <laughs> <laughs> who is he? he was the guy who had like the tree farm. The, 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 the Prancer in the in the cage? Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Not a bad guy. He it wasn't, wasn't a, a bad guy. Uh-huh. He took Prancer off their hands. Um, yeah, but they put it on Branded display. as a bad guy by the little by, kid by the audience. Children, <laughs> by the little kid audience. They're like, don't put Prancer in a cage. What else are you going to do with but him? But it's a tiny, tiny cage. Like, he can barely move around. I think that's what she says in the thing. <laughs> he has been on at least two different Star Treks as at least three different characters. Which okay. shows? He was on Next Gen and Enterprise. But do you know what he was? I didn't see Enterprise, so I, he was no, two but... different characters on Enterprise. Okay. He was on one episode of Next Gen, Eye of the Beholder. It's like a season seven. Okay. It's, and I vaguely remember it. It's, uh, there is sort of like a murder mystery whodunit kind of situation involving Deanna and Worf are investigating it. And she's like getting these like, like psychic residue. Like a, it's, it's like a lover's, like affair gone wrong, murder-suicide kind of situation. Oh. And somebody jumps into like the plasma stream. And like, oh, and she's wait, wait. It's like the memory of somebody yes. who was actually like being kind of like bullied or something, and then jumped into or like laughed at, jumped into the plasma yes. stream and killed himself. Yes, and now somebody else is experiencing th- those memories. Yes, and and then she starts to experience those, yeah. and then she's about to jump in. Yes, that episode. He plays. I think he's the person who like tells her to go do it, like in the, in yeah, the memory, but he's not yeah, really yeah. there. I think he's. Right. I think it's just the memory of him. So he's in that. He was. He does a, a couple voices in Voltron, and he is in the new Spider-Man games. Oh, okay. well, he he does a lot of voiceover in the new Spider-Man games. He is Norman. Osborne. Oh, oh makes okay. sense. Okay. So is he putting on a very specific affectation for the voice of Alistair? He is making choices. Oh, I like it. He is making choices. This is not his normal voice. I like it's, that. It's an it's... almost British, lispy, nasal. hissing, nasal voice. He <laughs> is chewing up the scenery, mm-hmm. and I love a big villain. He was in just a single little scene. He didn't and... have many lines, so he didn't hear his voice much. No. His but acting choices were good in yeah, that first. The, the, the running hand long. Hand, hand long. Ooh, and, dusty. Oh. Gross. Mm. Like, <laughs> he is making big choices in every scene he's in. And he's like, I'm going to be on this for two episodes. I'm going to make an impression. I think he's doing great at that. So, yeah. So he is that guy. And he's he's in a ton of other stuff. I'm sure I've seen him in other things. But those were, like, popped out to me as, like, things that either, like, that I recognized him from or that our audience might. Like, he's a three different characters on Star Trek. We would we know him from Prancer. 
<laughs> I like Prancer. Mm-hmm. Sad. Very sad. I, I like every... that nobody else would get this, but that the little girl looks like someone we know. I know. <laughs> and I don't think she went on to do more acting. I think she like kind of she did some child acting and then left acting. Good for her. Good for her. Now we pick up right where we left off at the end of last episode. Everyone is standing in two lines. I love because like the end of the then is them standing there, and it's like you're gonna help her. No, she has to die. Now. Why? You're gonna help her? No, she has <laughs> Like, so you wanna kill Anna? Uh, there's a lot of posturing. But everyone's standing in two lines facing off e- against each other in this room. <laughs> and there's a lot of like, oh yeah, well. I like that Dean calls them heartless sons of bitches and Cass is like, yes, we are. Like, and? and? <laughs> Little sassy. Sam's like, Anna's an innocent girl. Cass is like, uh, nope. She's far from innocent. Dean has, in this episode, a couple of his... <laughs> explaining things wrong after someone it's, explains something yeah. like perfectly normal and then and he just goes it's crazy because yeah, it's not wrong it's just, it's, 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 just that, it's something that he would understand he's like so let me get this straight so let me get this straight I know she's wiretapping your angel chats but that's no reason to gank her all of those are made up words <laughs> and also it doesn't make it clearer for anyone else in the room it's just for him <laughs> so you're telling me <laughs> you got it dude <laughs> I was like, yeah, you got it, man. Okay. You're telling me. He does, <laughs> like, he does it again. Well, let me get this straight. He does this again later. <laughs> like, at least twice. <laughs> so Dean has hit, tries to figure out what's going on in his own way. <laughs> Uriel has a line here. He, this whole episode, is a very different energy from mm-hmm. what we've seen from him so far. What we've seen from him so far is very stoic and serious. Mm-hmm. In this episode, he is excited that he's going to get to kill someone. Mm. There are moments where he's almost gleeful about it. Yeah. He has a line here where he says, don't worry, I'll kill her gentle. And it's like... Ew. Gross. I think it kind of... It goes along with what he... Little glimpses of his character that we saw when he's like, you know... Use it, you know, like when at first, when we first meet him, like Cass kind of starts to shut that shit down. Mm-hmm. Where and like calling the mud monkeys and yes. like but those, also like also because of the history with Anna that we learn later. Yeah, that he's like, oh great, I get to finally kill her. Yeah, right. We, as we learn later, they all know each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. <laughs> we get there when we get there. But yeah, so in like one of his lines here, Uriel is like, Anna is even worse than the abomination you've been screwing, he says to Sam. He, and Ruby's just standing there. Like, she's not, she, she hasn't said a word. Well, she's fucking scared, too. Yeah, like, yeah. she does not have a place to talk I'm, here. I'm going to try to blend into the woodwork. <laughs> he's like, look at this skank you've been screwing in the yeah, corner. He's like, oh, who's going to stop you guys? You two? Or that demon whore? You um, two? Do it. <laughs> what? No. What? <laughs> that was a no. No. That would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Well, I don't know if we'll get this in, but listeners, Brenda just flipped over the notebook that they're reading from, and there's a page that just has a ha- less than half a page of writing that fiend. <laughs> And you're like, oh, you only had a page and a half of notes? But Bridget didn't notice. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> you're like, wait, no, 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 no. no. no like, flip the page. Don't turn the entire... Oh, yep. There yep, we go. Yep. We're, now we're into the notes. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> we both are like, what? <laughs> yeah. In my notes, I wrote, who's going to stop you? You two? Bono? <laughs> So Bono and the Edge walk into a bar. The bartender says, not you two again. He said, 
Not you two again. Okay, say it again. Bono and the Edge walked into oh, a bar. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Uriel calls Ruby a whore and then throws her into some glass. Yeah, like, she's just standing there. She's not doing anything. She's yeah, not, think... like, looking menacingly or anything. She's trying right. to hide behind Sam, and he's like, whore, let me get at her! Let me throw my window! Yeah, and he kind of, like, uses he's, this demonstration of his power mm-hmm. over someone as powerful as a, a demon as Ruby. Just picks um, her up and chucks her. Yeah. We get a little glimpse here of, like, or what we see later from him is that, like, he, he pins her at the wall and kind of, he goes for her, like, head and face with his hand, like, not to mind meld, but to... It's, it's a, a little, little, a like, little mind meld, but it's but more, like more on the forehead more and palm. eyes and, yeah. With more her. palm than fingers. Yeah. Mind meld is more fingers on the face. This is palm to forehead. Was there a thing oh. where it was, like, people, like, face palming you in the forehead? I feel like that was part of a commercial, like, advertising campaign. It. And there was something where somebody got like like kept getting like face palm like in the forehead you can do that all you want i don't like features that might be wrong but i just have like that's familiar but i don't know why oh it must have been like a like a 2010s or early like late earlier early 2000s i mean or early no but we were babies (laughs) like when would when would we have been aware of advertising 2006 to 8 maybe or not born. Oh, you, yes, were you were a baby. You were you were baby. a little or wee bab. Well, you were a little baby. <laughs> we were middle schoolers. <laughs> wee bab. So Dean goes to like hit Uriel in the back of the head, and Uriel turns to him and hits Dean. Everybody's <laughs> fighting. But Sam's like Cass. He calls him Cass. Yeah. I think that's the first time, right? Yeah. That he's that called Because I think Dean probably refers to him as Cass now. Dean just immediately like gave him that's, nickname. That's too hard. <laughs> Give you a nickname. And then Sam's like, okay, I've, I've heard your name is Cass. <laughs> like, Cass from Dean. Like, only Dean can call me Cass. <laughs> uh, Ca- yeah. He's like, Cass, stop, please. And Cass, you know, just puts like two fingers to his forehead and he falls asleep. Neck bitch. Neck bitch. Yep. Yoink. <laughs> Go sleep. Collapses on the floor. Uriel's like, I've been waiting for this. And punches he, Dean. He just starts beating on Dean. Yeah. He's now, got to calm down, there, man. He is also an angel. I'm pretty sure he could also just make Dean go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. And is he holding back his punch just enough so that he doesn't actually kill him in this moment that he can yeah. play with him a little? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he, he could have knocked him. Angels have super strength. Straight out. Like, a- Angels have super strength. Is it? He didn't have to punch him. He is punching him, but he's not dead yet. So he's playing with him. Yes. He is doing this because he enjoys it. Yep. Yeah, that's not angel behavior. Or it shouldn't be angel behavior. Right. Or like shouldn't the, be. Right. This is angel behavior. But As in it'd what be the, considered the, blasphemy. The preconceived notions of what we hope that angels would be. This is not it, but this, no, but this is what they've proven is so far. That you're supposed to be kind to God's creatures and respect them. No, there's well, nothing remember, about angel angels. There's nothing about angels that are that's kind. Right, but it's, we've heard from Cass, who seems different. Right, that like that like all the all God's creations are works of art. Mm-hmm. You said that, well, but Uriel mm-hmm. is a specialist who well, and likes here, and here <laughs> and here's something else that I'm going to bring up probably later is where all these three characters who are soldiers of heaven mm-hmm. who are stationed together, and I think all three are exhibiting difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in different ways and demonstrate variation in angel behavior mm-hmm. in in different ways. So Cass has his hand on the door to the back room where Anna is, and uh, there's like the, the this, like bright light flashes as uh, we see Cass with like kind of the wing silhouette behind him in light, kind of like frozen flash, and then like hurled oh. backwards up in, into nothing, disappears, and then Uriel as well like flashes into like and just disappearing. Dean helps Ruby up. Ruby helps Sam. Dean goes to check in with Anna in the room, and she's. Like, 
like leaning on a desk with her hands all like covered like under her hands like like blood like she's slit her wrist is that the because she later she has yeah so blood dripping and like pooling under her hands and then a like symbol drawn in blood on a mirror leaned up like on top of the desk kind of like a circle diagram with symbols all around and a big symbol in the middle and i mean yes but like also that the blood on the mirror is soup looks super sticky yeah. like it's very thick it's like <laughs> mm, of course you're <laughs> yeah 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 there's like a, it looks like it had been there for a while <laughs> like it's, yeah, it, it's, is it's it is not that easy also yeah to, to it's smear super, blood it's in a super runny <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it would be streaky. Especially if it was just, like, she had only a few moments to do that. It wouldn't be as coagulated as it looks, like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but... Mm. So it's, it's it's TV show blood. And mm-hmm. it's so dark, they gotta make it look thick, you know? It's like... Because yeah. it's so dark, we can't see it. <laughs> we wouldn't know what, what it was. We can't we... tell what's happening, it's too dark. <laughs> she says, like, are they gone? And Dean starts to kind of uh, wrap up her hand. Yeah, and because they walk in and she's covered in blood and there's blood on the wall. They're like, They're like oh, oh my god! <laughs> rips a shirt or something like bandage yeah, her, her forearm and hands he's like did you kill them and she's like no I sent them away far away and Sam and Ruby walk in and he's like you want to tell me how <laughs> she's like I don't know how that uh, the symbol she's like that popped into my head and I just did it and then we go to the So still in the cabin. The boys after Let's after do a little aside after <laughs> bandaging Anna's arm up, they're like, "Excuse us for a minute," and leave the room and close the door. Oh, Ruby's in there with her. I think. Yes, yeah. they leave Ruby with her. And they're like, "Excuse us for a minute," and to close the door. They're like, what the they're fuck like, was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell me what the fuck that was? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> like you, you rest. Excuse us. What the fuck? Click. What the fuck? Anna's getting pretty interesting. <laughs> it's like, what, what do you, what do you think they meant by not innocent? It sounds like that blood spell was like pretty serious. Yeah, it's pretty serious crap. Like, um, and Dean's like, something fishy's going on here. <laughs> so, so the- see what you can find out. He's like, well, what are you gonna do? Anna may have sent the angels to the outfield, but sooner or later they'll be back, and we gotta get safe. <laughs> I missed that one. There's another one later. Is <laughs> he so like, what are you gonna do? He's like, well, let me explain to you, Sam. <laughs> Anna Anna says the angels angels to the the outfield. outfield. (laughs) We gotta get safe. Like, what? (laughs) So Dean's plan is that he's going to get them somewhere safe while Sam goes to do research. So later... We are at Singer's Auto Salvage in the panic room. Bobby's bunker. Bobby's bunker. And uh, Dean says he's explaining to Anna, who's in like a chair in the room, uh, where, that uh, it's got iron walls covered in salt. Demons can't touch it. And Ruby's standing outside the doorway. And she's like, which I find racist, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says, like, write your local congressman. <laughs> she tosses them some what she calls extra crunchy hex bags mm. to protect them and hide them from demons and What's angels. What's that supposed to mean? Etc. Bones? We don't. We don't. Extra we're not going to ask. Crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. It's just a bag full of peanut butter. It's like, oh, it's seeping I, through the bag. I, if it's got peanut butter in it, it's like, it might protect you from angels. I would not count on hellhounds. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty treat for hellhounds. <laughs> I mean, I, it might protect you from them because... No, they'll be so, too distracted by the peanut butter. You gotta put it in a bone and have them try to look out. <laughs> with the bone in a hex bag, but there's also peanut butter in the bone. Like, Give <laughs> a hellhound peanut butter to stop it chasing you. <laughs> That's very good. And I like it. At first, like, when, when Ruby tosses Dean the hex bags, he's kind of like, hex bags, 
Like, are you serious? But but then he's, and she's like, yeah, it's like, this is the only thing that's going to help us hide right now. And as he like, you know, kind of gets over his first judgment of like, you were a witch and witches are gross and they use hex bags. And we don't. I'm like, well, you did did one time Mm -hmm. with Missouri, right? That's before we knew about him. But that that doesn't count as bad because it's Missouri. (laughs) And we've never seen her since. We'll see her once, I think, once again. Cool. Long time. Jeez. But he says, like, thanks, Ruby. And she kind of looks at him, like, sort of smirks a little. Yeah, like, a surprise, but, like, Like taking note. Ruby will remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's sort of like, like, she was waiting for a second to see if he was going to be weird, and then it's like, oh. And he kind of, like, nods, like, it's like, yeah, I'm genuinely thanking you for this. Like, like, oh. Oh. Mm. Mm. And he gives one to Anna and says, don't lose this, and... He's like, so what's the angel radio say? Uh, she says it's quiet. Radio silence. And he's like, good. That's not troubling at all. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, you're, we're in trouble? Like, you're scared? And he's like, nah. Smile. He, he looks he, at Ruby. He exchanges yeah. a glance with Ruby and then gives, yeah, give, gives Anna a smile. He's like, nah, we're not scared. And, and I think no one's convinced nope, of this. Nah. He seems like he's being really sweet with Anna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's being very gentle. He's speaking to her very quietly. No one believes him when he says he's not, they're not scared and they're not in trouble. But the reassurance there. And then we, yeah, we hear Sam from upstairs. And as he leaves, very quietly and gently, he tells her to stay there and then asks Ruby to keep an eye on her as he leaves. So Dan and Sam are on the, in the first floor of Bobby's house. And Dean asks, like, you know, how's the car? <laughs> and Sam's like, oh my God, or she's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where's Bobby? He's like, the Dominican. We're at Bobby's house and we don't even get to see Bobby. Was he working on something else or did they like, why didn't they get Jim in there? Why, I, didn't... why didn't they get Jim Beaver? I don't know. I don't have a good answer. If he was working on something else, fine. If they're like, actually, we blew the budget for this episode on, the, on, on, special, on special effects so we couldn't even get him on the phone. But apparently he's hmm. in the Dominican. He says if we break something, we buy it. He's like, is he working a job? He's like, God, I hope so. If not, he's just... In, in a banana <laughs> hammock and, and a trucker cap. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to picture that. Him <laughs> having a vacation and having fun in the sun. So Sam's Bobby done some... vacation. Bobby, everyone needs a vacation. So Sam's done some research on Anna. Her parents are rich and Amy Milton. Not wealthy either. Not wealthy. His, His name, name is Richard. Rich. But when I read Richard. that first, I wrote it lowercase rich, thinking that it was going to be like, her, her parents are rich. No. And, then and Amy. Rich, and Amy. <laughs> Richard and Amy Milton. Father church deacon. Mom housewife. He's Sam is reading this from her psych ward file Jeez, that nice, he got. Nice. But that, that, that doctor volunteered probably. I know. <laughs> HIPAA. Yeah. Oh, not, shut not, up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking OSHA. <laughs> OSHA's like... Hospitals and... Like, OSHA like forklift runs over your foot or yeah. like... Yeah. 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 OSHA... You, you run into OSHA violations in Star Wars a lot when they're on walkways with no railings yes. over bottomless pits yes. of or plasma. The, the catwalk on the promenade in uh, DS9 is like... At that. least there is a railing. Well, the railing is at knee level, so... <laughs> at least there is a railing. You could trip a little easier over that railing, though, than if you just like, whoa, that that's the edge. If you like... Act Accidentally, like run into it, you will fall. Like and people do fall off the promenade <laughs> so much. They do. Or they like jump off, or like or they jump off. <laughs> that really does not it's, do anything. Or, like, or like 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 boing over <laughs> over it. Also, the kids just hang out sitting there. They, they do, but at least they're sitting and holding on to the railing. There's no no one has railings in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, there's no railings in Star Wars. Yeah, but that's for the aesthetic. <laughs> so that, those are OSHA, that, that's workplace safety yeah. violations. HIPAA is your personal yeah. protected healthcare information. Mm-hmm. 
uh, information that can be used to identify you and information regarding your specific health care. Doctor-patient confidentiality. Doctor-patient confidentiality stuff. Right. Yeah. But apparently Anna's file is just in the public domain. So. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> just like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Steamboat Willie. Yeah. So, Steamboat, yeah. yeah. Let's be specific. Yes. About that. <laughs> this is my original make... character that everyone on Tumblr has been doing. <laughs> this is my new original character. So this is not Anna's first episode. Rodeo. <laughs> this is not Anna's first rodeo. It's her second. It's her second rodeo. <laughs> When she was two and a half years old, she w- w- is described as being hysterical. Again, this doctor. Yeah. Like, if this is in her file. Mm-hmm. the same doctor. Mm-hmm. She's got something. She needs to observe something inside herself. Probably not the same doctor as when she was two and a half. Right, but like, maybe did that doctor then read the file? And it's like, as you were back then, you're still, you're still hysterical. hysterical. In a scientific definition, you are hysterical. Your uterus is wandering around your body. It's going to atrophy. It's going to blow up. And- it's wandering around your body and interacting with your humors. <laughs> Reproduction. Reproductive health is a nightmare. Yeah. Um, Reproduction. Oh, I think I'm going to throw up. So when she was two and a half years old, she'd get hysterical. Anytime her dad would get close to her, she thought he was not her real dad. And here we have what I believe is a written by Eric Kripke interaction. Dean being like, oh, a little, was it the plumber? <laughs> a little snake on the pipes. And Sam's like, Dean, you're confusing porn and reality yeah. again. This is... It feels so out of character if, for both of this, them. It really does. It feels out of character and like, wrong tone. Yeah. Right. Like, Dean could make that joke at some point season one or yeah. he could make the joke but like Sam's reaction to it would not be this and it's like Dean you're confusing wah, reality wah, and wah, porn wah. again <laughs> and, 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 wah, wah. and Dean like, like oh you're right <laughs> the oh, tone man. is wrong yeah. and it feels out of character for both of them this feels like Eric desperately like but we have to remember that Dean is a gross man like, like it, a like, better joke would be like a, a Maury joke or something for culturally yeah. Maury would probably, Maury would probably or, be like a better joke but like Jerry Springer or like you know, yeah. those kinds of you like... You are not... <laughs> <laughs> I know it! Well, Mr. Gooden, you are pregnant. And Mr. Gonzalez isn't the father! What? <laughs> and Dean making like a pop culture reference. That yeah, would that, that would have made, made a little bit more sense. And then Sam would be like, come on, like, this is serious. And then he would be I'd like... I'd be serious. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, Sam, like, we probably wouldn't even say it. He'd probably just like, look at it like... like, like yeah. As anyway, I was move, saying... Moving on. It felt if like... If there would be a joke here, it would be that. And this feels wrong. And yeah. it just like... If it, it's like, Eric, you don't understand your characters. And You're he's forcing like, no, no, the no. actors to say this yeah, because he wrote it. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And it feels like Eric He's like, you don't understand my characters. And it's like, no, the ones, you don't understand I don't think you understand what's happening. Like, also, like, yeah, like, you think these are your characters, but you barely write. Yeah. He's a showrunner, so he's directing the course of the show. But yeah, the in, as far as the individual The character episodes, development through the writing and dialogue and the way it's performed and, and all of these things, like you can't just like backtrack by putting your line in there of like, and, I wrote this and, and that's how they're supposed to be. And for this specific line, re- re- regressing the... to season one, there's been four seasons of character development. Yeah. So. Yeah, Anna didn't say who her real dad was, but kept repeating that he was mad at her, like so mad that he'd want to kill her. I guess she saw kids shrink and got better and grew up normal. Quote unquote normal. So Dean's like, why now? Though. like what's she hiding Anna shows up it's like 
Just ask me. Why don't you ask me to my face? And the boys turn around and Nana's in the doorway with Ruby. I'm, I'm trying to watch I'm, her. I'm, I am watching I'm, her. I'm literally watching her right now. I'm doing what you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I can see her. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam's like, oh, you're right, Anna. You have anything to tell us? And she's like, about what? I'm like, you volunteered to like inter- enter this conversation. And I, now you're I, like, I don't, I don't know, know what, though. I don't know what you're talking about. I only caught the last couple of minutes. <laughs> Sam's like, the angel said you're guilty of something. What would it be? And she's like, you tell me. <laughs> no, that's why you want. No, to be we're, asked, we're asking, asking you. you. <laughs> Tell me why my life has been leveled. Why my parents are dead. I don't know. I swear. So I would give anything to know. Like, okay, well, let's find out. J.D. Salinger presents Hollywood stars and celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. So we get a little Impala zoom into the scrapyard. <laughs> and then down in the basement, we see feet coming down the stairs. First, obviously, Dean. or you know, mm-hmm. And then, like, kind of chunky heels. Like, mm-hmm. a woman coming down the stairs to the bunker. Dean. And he's like, we're here. Dean is leading <laughs> Pamela, wearing sunglasses, down the basement steps. I think this is funny. Not, like, super funny, but more more funny in a specific way. Where Sam's like, Pamela! And he rushes over to her. And he's kind of accommodating, at, like, as if, like, she's, she's like, oh, suddenly blind. And, like, you know. Sam? Oh, it's she, me, Sam. And, uh, yeah, is that she, you, Sam? Yes. She's like, Sam? Sam? Is that you, Sam? <laughs> and he's kind of like, but he's not like, he's not catching on no, to her she, joke. That she's because, playing with him. He's like, I'm, I'm here. It's, it's me. <laughs> You're right. It's, I know. And he's, he's like, here, touch like, my boy. face. Like, remember, it's me. And he's like, yeah, I'm here. And she's like, you know how I could tell? And she slaps his ass. She's like, that perky little ass of yours. You could bounce a nickel off that thing. Ruby's blurry in the background, just standing there <laughs> looking at them. And and Sam's like, oh, 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 yeah. And she, uh, she's like, of course I know it's you, grumpy. Same way I know that's the demon and that poor girl's Anna. Same way I know their asses are both perky. <laughs> <laughs> and I also, though, same way I know you've been eyeing my rack this whole time. And he's like, um, uh, 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 well, uh, 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 I, I would never. I, I respect all women <laughs> and their body parts. Even if they, they are have good boobs. Yes. yes. Even if they have a good I'm rack. Not saying, I mean, I'm not saying I you mean. don't. I'm, <laughs> not, uh, I'm not saying that you only look good today. I'm saying you look good every day. You look comfortable. A mite overexposed, given the perils of our adventure, but I suppose it adds a thrilling edge to leave oneself open to danger and other things. I assume your choice of apparel isn't the subject of the day. What's on your hind? I mean, mind. You're saying you look uh, like you're not cold, Cold, but you should be. Yeah, and um, and if I was in that, I I would be cold. I'm definitely. I'm not. What I what I'm then to ask is uh, like, is your is your um, your boobs? Sorry, no, not not that. 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 (laughs) So Pamela says like, it's okay. I've got more. I've got more senses than most, and she kind of laughs. And I love her character. Mm -hmm. Like for just be like you know, even now, like carefree enough, she's got a little bit of anger there, but she's not gonna let it get her down. And like and like. The casual yeah. conversation she's yes. having, she's yeah. like, she's and still kind of laughing. She's making and like, jokes, and, she, and she's she's always been pretty punk, so she yeah. has that vibe anyway. Yeah, but it's not like we see her now when she's like destroyed or right. like a, a broken woman or something. No. You know, no. And, and she goes to greet Anna, takes her sunglasses off, and we see milky white eyes. She's like, "I'm excited to help you," and Anna's like, "That's very nice of you." And she's like, "No, any chance I can get to dick over an angel, I'm in." They stole something from me, and her eyes are all like white, and she was like, like very demony, right? She's like, they're just plastic though, but it because, makes me look yeah. a lot more psychic. 
fake, doesn't it? Because yeah. like her eyes her exploded, caught, it caught fire and burned away, and she yeah. had, so and there were no more eyes. So it would be just like sockets, right? If she, so yes. she to present a little bit less alarming to anyone yeah. else who doesn't know, you know, or like so yeah. So she, she has have, art- like, artificial eyes. Like when you have like a prosthetic eye, you can start like you can start collecting mm-hmm. lots of different looks. Some of them can look natural. <laughs> the wooden eye. Yeah. <laughs> this one does spin to something terrible. Stop rubbing it. So she opted for pure white milky look, which is, as she says, is good for business. Makes mm-hmm. her look even more psychic. She and Anna like walk through to the bunker, like arm in arm. Very, mm-hmm. very friendly and putting her at ease. Yeah. So when we get into the bunker, uh, Anna is like laying down on the cot. Pamela's sitting next to her. She's like going into the, the introduction of a hypnotic session. You know, she's mm-hmm. like explaining the rules kind of and saying, you know, like getting her relaxed and calm and like, and then, you know, when I count down to zero, you'll be in a deep state of hypnosis. She counts from five to one and then it's like deep sleep can you hear me and Anna says I can hear you and it's that very like kind of trance talking Mm -hmm. responding back answering through the hypnotic Mm -hmm. state to these questions so Pamela asks how Anna can hear the angels and how she worked that spell Anna responds with like I don't know I just did (laughs) it's like well that's not very helpful (laughs) kind of very you know like okay like wasn't the best answer for my question but let's continue like Pamela says like your father like your real father what what, what's his name and Anna's like Rich Milton (laughs) she's like no no she's like okay look look further back back to when you were young and she's like I don't want (laughs) to no I don't want to she's like it'll be okay one look that's all we need and she's like no (laughs) one look Pamela yeah right one look it'll be okay that's what she said yeah that's what she said she's like just one it's just one and Cass is like no and it's like don't look at me I don't scare too easily Castiel. Ah! (laughs) She's like, what's your father's name? Like, your real dad. And why is he angry at you? And Anna is like tossing, flailing on the bed. She's like, no, 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 no! He's gonna kill me! Yeah, and uh, Pam's like, calm down, Anna. Being very calm through the whole thing. Like, kind of centered. She's saying, like, calm down, it's okay, as lights are exploding and the <laughs> whole place is shaking. The bunker shaking. door slams shut, latches, the lights flare and spark out. Dean Pam- goes over to be like, hey, you okay? And she, like, pushes him, punches him into a chair that breaks. With a um, crazy amount of strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and <laughs> then, and while Dean is approaching, Pamela's like, no, Dean, stop. <laughs> stop. Like, don't, don't, don't do, do that. that. Stop, don't, come back. Help, police. Please. Murder. Murder. <laughs> she's like, and then you're like, wake in one, two, three, four, five. And then she's like, Anna, are you all right? And Anna sits up, like gets up and she's like, thank you, Pamela. That helped a lot. I remember now. See, I thought this was going to, because they're looking at her like, um, I thought it was going to be like, I remember now. My dad is Lucifer. Like, <laughs> I'm actually Lilith. Like, oh! <laughs> and she's like, I know who I am. And Dean's like, oh, bite. Who are you? <laughs> Thank you, Dean. <laughs> She's being so cryptic with her, uh-huh. like, partial answers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an angel. And Pamela pulls back She's like, oh, a little bit. ew, I liked you before, but now I don't like you. <laughs> so upstairs, we're still in Bobby's house. Anna ha- does some explaining. <laughs> she's kind of pacing, and, and she's like, don't be afraid. I'm not like the others. And Ruby's like, I'm not like, I'm other, not like other girls, girls though. You like, can't be like other, you can't not be like other girls. I'm also not like other girls. <laughs> Ruby's like, that's not very reassuring. And Pamela's like, yeah, no. <laughs> no. No. And then Anna's like, so is Castiel and Uriel? They came for me? And it sounds like, you know them. So it turns out, yes, 
Anna, the angel, knew Castiel and Uriel. They were all soldiers stationed together on Earth. She describes it as the same foxhole. Dude's like, so they're like your bosses? And she's it's like, like, no. Other way, other way around. She's like, we yeah. got a girl boss on our hands. Yeah, and he's like, look at you. Oh, okay. You, you Climb the corporate ladder. <laughs> and I was like, so now they want to kill you. She's like, orders are orders. I bet I've got a death sentence. And she explains that she disobeyed. It's the worst thing you can do. She fell. And he's like, explain. <laughs> And Pam's like, she fell to earth, became human. And Sam's like, that that could happen? <laughs> kind of, kind of not really, because she's still kind of not really human. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, it hurts. It's like taking your kidney out with a butter knife. She's like, I ripped out my grace. This whole time she's like explaining things as if people know what she's talking about. Yeah. yeah. And she's prompting them to be like, well, what do you mean? Like, What's her like, grace? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like around the table. Like, like, yeah. like what we say. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my grace. <laughs> yeah. like what though and she's like, it's, it's not it's, that doesn't mean what you that doesn't mean anything it's uh energy she's like i hacked it out and fell and she says not wistfully i don't know she's like just kind of like thinking through that you know out loud she's like my mother amy couldn't get pregnant she called me her miracle it's like she didn't know how right she was my note for that is that she's kind of she says this and then she's just kind of to herself like in a more you know eloquent way she's she's basically saying like huh lol like, yeah. <laughs> so Dean, another one. Dean says, so you forgot that you were God's little power ranger? That's another one. She's like, yeah, like the, the older I got, the longer I was human. Yeah. And Ruby's like, you don't realize how fucking screwed we are. Yeah. Heaven wants Anna dead. Hell just wants her. They want a flesh and blood angel that you can question and torture that bleeds. Camera looks at Dean. So Anna's plan is like, yes, this is bad. Because so I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get my grace back. So then Dean says, so what? You take a divine bong hit and shazam, your Roma Downey. And she's like, something like that. <laughs> like, what the fuck? They're operating on a different level. Um, yeah, she's the... Um, Touched by an angel. Yeah. It was uh, on for like nine, nine that, seasons. Is, what's the name of the spell in Adventure Zone where they like, it's like a guardian angel or something? Della Reese. Yeah. Yes. She, because she's um she because she's on the show yeah. and uh, her, she's her boss I think yeah. on the show yes <laughs> Delarie shows up as a that like is, you summon like a an angelic holy so, warrior so, to so fight Clint with you so. summons Delarie <laughs> it's like what does she look like Delarice? it's Delarie <laughs> it just is Delarie yeah and Dean's like I like that plan <laughs> I like that boulder that is a nice boulder she's like so where's your grace she's like. I don't know. <laughs> I was falling at about 10,000 miles per hour at the time. And Sam's like, is that literal? He's like, like literally falling through I the sky. I thought we were talking about metaphors. Like, like fall from grace is a phrase. Yeah. Or do, do you mean literally falling through like the sky? Plummeted through like, the sky. Like in a way the human eye can see? Yeah. And like, she's like, maybe. And like like a meteor or something. Because like, if that's the case, we can track that down. Which is, and she's like, where are you going with this? You know, like, like stardust. Yeah. Yeah. Cut to him like pouring over some reports or maps and things, you know. And finds nine months before she was born, there was a, a report of a meteor, March 85. Somewhere over Northwest Ohio. And she was born in that part of Ohio. And at the same time, there was one over Kentucky. And Ruby's like, so that's the grace? And she's like, all right, that narrows it down to an entire state. <laughs> Sam's like, it's a start. Like, Ruby, calm down. <laughs> oh, you be positive. I'll be realistic. 
<laughs> she's like, I'm sorry for bringing you this mess. Like, you do not want to get between these two armies. And she says, it's like Godzilla versus Mothra. If one side doesn't get us, the other will. Which one's Mothra? Oh, Mothman. Is that just the... <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla, Godzilla versus Mothman? What's the name of the, the guy, the big, the bug guy in uh, Monsters versus Aliens? Uh, the turns into a butterfly. <laughs> Isn't oh, that the big, the, the, the like... Insectosaurus. Yes! Don't scare Insectosaurus. He's gonna pee himself. Then we'll all be in trouble. So Sam is like, so are we like dumping Anna and then running? And she's like, mm? I'm not saying. Not, I'm you not said it. You said it. <laughs> I didn't say it, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's like, forget it. I know how angels freak you out. She's like, it's not the angels. It's Alistair I'm afraid of. And and Sam's like, this is new. He's like the grand inquisitor downstairs. Picasso with a razor. I'm like, oh, so he's like misogynistic? Yeah. <laughs> so Ruby tells Sam that what she wants him to do, what he needs to do, is to pull him, so exercise him with his powers and send him back down to hell. Said he's getting flabby. He's like, all right, so how do I tone up? And she's like, you know how. They have a workout montage. But for his... <laughs> Rocky training. Yeah. She tells him that he knows how. He's yeah, like, I'm not I'm doing, doing that, that anymore. And then she's like, well, then you better pray that Anna gets her groove back or we die. So does he mean that, like, fucking a demon, like, gives him insight on demon powers? There is still some information we, we do not know. She's like, you know what you need to do. You gotta fuck Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what that means. But yeah, there is there is missing information there. Dean is back with the car. He gets out. Anna's outside. And she explains through this line, like, why he's getting out of the car. She's like, oh, did Pamela get home okay? Yes, she did. And this whole situation is too much. She's out. And Anna's like, yeah, you, you should probably do the same because this is bad. He's like, yeah, we're not that smart, though. And then he, he asks her, he's like, so why did the angels save me? She's like, sorry, they're not talking about it. And that was after I fell. Well, so then also, why would you fall? Why would you choose that and why would you want to be human? And she's like, I mean, there's a lot that you guys have that we don't. Like, feelings. <laughs> and he's like, oh, come on. Oh, come on. We have all this other shit to deal with. And she's like, yeah, but you got like loyalty, forgiveness, love. He's like, pain. She's like, chocolate cake. He's like, guilt. She's like, sex. He's like, yeah. You got me there. <laughs> she's like, all emotion, even bad ones. Like, that's why I fell. She's like, I mean it. I would give anything to not have to go back. He's like, feelings are overrated. Feelings are bad. <laughs> she's like, beats being an angel. It's like, how? You're, you're powerful. You're perfect. You've no doubt in like God and shit. Dean has met three angels. You guys are powerful and perfect. He's like, I mean, Cass, it's perfect, right? Like, right? Like, perfect, but I mean. <laughs> I, like, I haven't uh, even I... seen that trench coat off, and I could tell. <laughs> I don't think he's calling Uriel perfect. He calls him junkless. Yeah. I mean, Castiel, his his hair. Yeah. Can we talk about his hair? His, his hair, which <laughs> looks like he's been flying. <laughs> Just roll out of bed. We talk about those blue eyes, those... The blue those eyes and, and the hair that looks like he's been in a wind tunnel because he's flying around. That tie's just loosened enough. Like, you wonder the, the what's going on. The impact is not the same because Yoriel's bald. <laughs> <laughs> on Cass, Cass has hair. And, he's, and it's... The contrast is just the, enough. Of hair and no hair. <laughs> We're like, it's not fair that Yoriel looks so put together. It's yeah. Because by comparison, comparison, by comparison Cass. Cass's hair is wind. <laughs> She's like, yeah, we're perfect. Like a like a marble statue. Cold, like, I'm feeling. It's like, only obey. Like, do you know how many angels have you even seen, God? And he's like, 
what like like all of you right but it's like the way the, that she the, phrased that question the the fact that you are asking me like that is making me think perhaps not <laughs> right but he doesn't catch like, that like i don't know most One. most to all she's like no like like four like only four out of all the angels and, and not me he's like that's it like how do you even know there is a god we have to have faith and if we don't we're killed she explains that she was stationed on earth for two thousand years or so just watching silent invisible waiting for orders from an unknowable father that she can't be begin to understand. So we get that piece of information. That also applies because she was stationed with Castiel and Uriel. That information also applies to them. Right. Mm -hmm. The three of them were stationed together on Earth for 2,000 years, watching Silent Invisible. What we know right now, what they took from that, Anna couldn't take it anymore, ripped out her grace, and fell to Earth to live as a human. Cass has a reverence for humanity. He sees beauty in God's creations and the work of art that was created here. And Uriel saw all of those God's creations and was like, you're and, fucking disgusting. And over 2,000 years developed hatred. Which, I mean... Which, that's an emotion. Yeah. Yeah. The enjoyment he's having, being yeah. around Dean, that's mm. emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I suppose pride in one's work. Pride. Ooh, that's the sin. Yeah, one of the, one of the deadly ones. But I mean, remember the businessman, yeah, the proud but businessman what's wrong demon. With being proud in something. Ask the Catholic Church. I don't know. Saying like you must be humble. So it's you a sin. Never. To say, I'm proud of you, son. Pride for in taking pride that in one's pride, own. Prideful. Pride in oneself. It would be like I'm proud that I made you, son. Yeah. Would be not, like the I'm would proud be the wrong. For you taking like, over the school bully <laughs> and not getting your lunch money shaken out of you into the toilet. <laughs> Wait, while lunch you're, money into the toilet. Well, they're holding you upside down <laughs> by your ankles the over the, the toilet because your money isn't even worth. <laughs> oh my god. Change. <laughs> He's saying this to his son. <laughs> Your money isn't even worth paying, like, but I'm proud of you. Bro. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> But so Dean laughs and, and she's like, what's so fucking funny? <laughs> and, and he's like, nothing. I, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my dad was like that too. John fucking Winchester. <laughs> Angels, they're just like us. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, he's just a like god. <laughs> oh my god. I will quick call back. Garner, get to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> yeah, a quick call back to when he was in the dream, the, the gin dream. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was like the fake life with the white uh -huh. picket fence and, and Sam's a lawyer and he goes to the grave. grave. Yeah. And the whole scene is very Garden of Why Gethsemane. God, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> why why do I have to do this to an unknable god who's not speaking to him, mm -hmm. his father? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, Prince of Egypt, when he's like, why have you given this to me, this whole giant task? Of Which is the, mm -hmm. you know, that similar That's... kind of thing of like, you know, yeah, the, the, the task that I didn't ask for, mm -hmm. but I'm just supposed to believe in you mm -hmm. and your plan for me. Fucking God does that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Dean's like, ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> you and me, we're not so different. Hmm, we're not so different, you and I. You have your law practice, and me, I have all these fucking markers. You got your God? <laughs> <laughs> I got all these I got my markers. Dead. <laughs> I got my deadbeat dad. So that, yeah, Sam enters this scene, he's outside, and he's like, hey! <laughs> and he's like, you find anything? And he's like, I think so! <laughs> and they go inside. <laughs> and also, like, they're, so they're doing this outside, it's either been raining, or there's, like, nighttime condensation and everything, and they're leaning on the car, like, your butts are wet! <laughs> Put down a blanket! Your butts are wet! <laughs> 
should have been like leaning, sitting, and be like, mm, yep. Well, uh, well, well, now it's going to be this line of wet across my butt. I didn't piss myself horizontally. <laughs> <laughs> across my lower back. So inside, we got some maps. Sam is saying that Union, Kentucky, there's a local miracle in 85. There's an empty field outside of town. Six months later, a full-grown oak tree, like a century-old oak tree. And he's like, the grace must be where it hit. It could have done that. And Dean's like, connected the dots. He's like, so the grace ground zero is not destruction. She's like, it's pure creation. The opposite of war is in peace. It's creation. So we're on the road at night. Dean finds it amusing that there is an angel and a demon in the backseat of the car. See, the way he was setting this up, it doesn't sound like a porn setup. It just sounds like a joke. Yeah, like an angel and a demon walk into a bar. Or like the way they're like in the mirror, like on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Like an angel and a demon on my shoulder. (laughs) The deviled egg on the windowsill. I don't know how long it's been there, but you should eat that. <laughs> and his joke is like, ah, oh, it's like a setup to a bad joke or, you know, like a penthouse letter. And Sam's like, dude, reality and porn? Dean shoots it down. Like, first this of all, reality? that's not what, what, that's not, stop that. Yeah. And also, do you call this reality? But also, Eric, stop. Yeah, right. You're stop. Not funny. You're not stop clever. it, Eric. <laughs> Nobody likes I you. Saw. <laughs> Adam. So they must have driven all night because now, now, now it's morning. Now it's daytime. Daytime! Also, the, the cabin. It was right? never clear where we were. And then we went to Bobby's, which we know where it is. Is in North Dakota. But from North Dakota I to Kentucky? Kentucky? But also, it's not that unless he's on the very southern border of North Dakota. Right. Like, that's that's going to be a while. Well, if they drive all night. Yeah. It's going to take about 19 hours. 19 hours? And well, did they leave? Who knows, man? It was like it was nighttime. And then they were, got there in the morning. Who knows? It could have been late afternoon. I yeah. guess. But it's day. They're at the place with this oak tree and they're getting out of the car and Anna's like, this is where the grace touched down. I feel it. And Dean's like, you're ready for this? And she's like, not really. They all approach the tree. And Sam's like, Anna, uh, what are we looking for? And she just like goes up to commune with it. She speaks with plant. Yep. It's got a face like in um, Pocahontas. I was was thinking Pocahontas but I didn't know where you were going with it. What What if if the sky turns to fire and your nose falls off? She's like, just listen with your heart. (laughs) She's like, no! "No!" Grandmother so she's like, it doesn't matter. It's not here anymore. Someone took it. And they're like, we drove all the fucking... <laughs> it's a waste of gas and mileage. I know, they have to Waste of time. It's... <laughs> that car gets terrible gas mileage. It's expensive. And they have no money. We know this. Sam bet it all on a game that, that he lost. Like, because he said, keep the money. <laughs> so it's night, but where we're at like a barn near the tree? So I was assuming... It's not explained. I was assuming, because this is like farm... It was specifically like, this is farmland. This was a field with a tree. I am assuming this is a barn near the farmland that is... Nearby. Because they said there was just fields yes. like outside of town. Yeah. And this kind of feels like abandoned barn. Yeah. So I, I'm and assuming... And like abandoned farmland. Right. That's what I was assuming is that it's a barn nearby the tree. So, uh... Anna sad. Dean's like, the reason it was like confusing because he says like, we got the hex bags. I say we go to the panic room. Back to North Dakota. Let's go back to North Dakota. Let's go drive another 19 hours. I don't think they think it's that far. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, from Buffalo I to know, you could get to <laughs> Buffalo to New York City and back in like three hours. I don't think they it's think it's rocket. that far. Power. <laughs> <laughs> Powered and Paula. So Ruby and Dean start like fighting. Sam kind of breaks it up. Meanwhile, Anna's just like leaning in, like she listened before, like to the angels, and she's kind of like she's like, guys, guys, guys that the angels are talking again. It's like it's like a loop, like a recording. Dean Winchester gives us Anna by midnight, or we hurl him back to damnation. Dean with ha. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, Anna, is there any weapon that would work on angels? And she's like, you mean to kill them? 
Dean's face is like shocked, like, what the fuck, Sam? <laughs> cool, though. And she's like, well, not that we could get to you right now. Like, <laughs> meaning there is. Yes. Poseidon's <laughs> trident. <laughs> This is not <laughs> Percy Jackson. <laughs> we or- must go to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> also, who ha- where's the cult? Does Lilith have it? Is that the thing? Who knows, man? I don't think that's a thing anymore. That was too where's hard. The- where's the cult? It we can lost. kill anything. <laughs> we, we lost, lost it. it. And I can't remember what happened to it. When, when was, was the last, last time, time we saw, saw it? it? Well, the last time it was used, right? Wasn't that when... Well, no, because you had said... Bullets, right? You had said something about like the, when Sam killed a crosser demon, but he killed him with the cult, right? Because he? He, he shot oh, it in the head. That's true. True. So, but that was before Dean died. Right, because he summoned a so demon. So that wasn't. Okay, yeah. The, so the deal he was talking about later was the deal we saw with the, okay. the, yeah. the man crossed her a demon, who then he he kills with a knife. Right, yeah. When, okay. he, when he's like, yeah, I tried to make a deal when you were gone. I think that was that. But okay. the, the reason Dean made the deal was because Sam had died. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the end of season two, second last yes. episode. Yep. And then he makes the deal and is like, you got a year. Mm-hmm. And then and they kill the yellow eyed demon the with the cult. Mm. Right. But so I think the thing about, was it that as soon as Sam woke up and realized that Dean had made a deal, he goes to find yeah. a crossroad demon, but he brings the cult with him. Yeah. And he try, and he's like, you gotta reverse this deal Dean made to get me back. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh my God, and they're fucking Winchesters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then and the demon's like, sorry, like. Like, no. Not gonna do like, it. I think they hint at the fact that like this deal that Dean made where he we're gonna get him in this, a year this, this is, is better. Good, this is the good This one. is good. So then because he gets so frustrated at that, Sam shoots across her demon with the cult. Right. So that's one less bullet they so have. So at some point in season three, we lose the cult. Where do we lose it? Or was we, it right because, after the end because of the very, season well, two? Well, no, because... Is they kill the Yellow Eye No, because it, they or? go after... Don't they go after Lilith with the cult? Oh, do we have to look this up? Is this yeah. such a convoluted plot point that we... What, I don't remember what happened to the cult. <gasps> Bella took it. Oh, well, Out of the safe, right? Well, she's dead now. Yeah, but she got chased by hellhounds and did, died. Did, they didn't take it back, did they? Mm, I think no, so. I think she had it with her. So... But she, but Lilith's hellhounds got her. So does so, so did Lilith take it from her? Possibly. So somebody's got it. Do they ever come back to it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where like they keep getting a hold of it, and they're like, "This is too powerful," <laughs> and they gotta lose it again because it just solves too many problems. <laughs> The reason I brought that up, I think, is because, like, the whole, like, are there any weapons that work on angels? And she's like, and Anna's like, well, yeah, but we couldn't get to them right now. So I'm wondering, because we, the legend is that the cult can kill anything. Right. We do not know if the cult can kill angels. So we know it can kill demons, but, like, we have, And I don't, vampires. Yeah. And, and, like, and, like, regular people. Right. Yeah. Of, like, the highest level things that are just hard to kill that we've seen so far, I feel like demons were the, mm-hmm. the, the highest level kind of thing we saw. And then angels mm-hmm. now. But also, like, it seems like there's kind of a weird hierarchy of power. Mm -hmm. scaling like between high level demons and normal level angels right and then like where those kind of yes line up so who knows at what point like maybe the cult could couldn't kill someone like lilith or you know a higher level demon we or, know but could kill a low level angel like we, we know it could kill the yellow eyed demon right yeah. who i believe was a prince of hell so it can kill at least some high power demons right but like where would his power size up to like an angel, an an angel. angel. right we don't know right so uh, dean's like well i think we should just call bobby get him back here and sam's like what are you gonna tell us we don't already know and like, okay like, maybe something like, Maybe he could teach you something. I don't know, but we gotta think of something. So Dean's outside peering over. He's got like a, like a weird like little big, lamp. Like a big box flashlight. Yeah. Reading a book on the wet car. Yeah. It's wet outside. Anna walks up to him and says thank you. And he's like, 
Where? <laughs> she's like, for everything. You didn't have to help me. And he's like, can with the, the, the thanks for trying speech. And then she kind of ha- goes into like an existential crisis where she's like, oh, I don't know, maybe I don't deserve to be saved. I disobeyed. Lucifer disobeyed. And so maybe I got to pay for what I did. And he's like, we've all done things we have to pay for. And she sits on the edge of, of the car, kind of in between like him and the book and like looks at him and, he's, and she's gotten closer to him now. She's like, I have to say something. You're not going to like it. She says that the angels were talking like a week ago about what you did in hell. She's like, I know. She puts a hand on side of his face and his neck and she's like, it wasn't your fault. You need to forgive yourself. And Dean's very like struggling through saying, he's like, I don't want to, I, I don't want, he's like, I, I can't talk about that. And she says she knows it, but she's like, when you can, you do have people who want to help you. Very, he's very emotional. Mm-hmm. Dean's getting teary and choked up May here. I say hysterical? No. <laughs> One, no, you may not. Have you won weeks? <laughs> Two. No, I have not. <laughs> I meant to say dare I say. No. I may not dare. You may not. <laughs> He's getting a lot more emotional. He's showing a lot more emotion. Vulnerable. Very vulnerable. That more than he ever does, really. And then she kisses him, and mm-hmm. he's got. He's like, "What was that for?" <laughs> yeah. and last night on Earth. Yeah, she was hanging out last night on Earth and shit. And and he's like, "That's my line. Like, you you stole my best line." He thinks about it, sort of. He's like, oh. He is thoughtful mm-hmm. for a moment, and then like, okay. There's some some like not like. Like sexy music, but more like like kind of sad and somber. Like yeah, or like mm-hmm. a more like heartfelt mm-hmm. than sexy. But they kiss, and then we're in the the back seat of the car, and there's a there's a sexy scene, but it's very gentle mm-hmm. and real. Yeah, which is again very much like the previous sex scene that we saw with Dean with with Cassie. Cassie. Yeah. At first, it's like he's on top, but then and the reason I say real is because like the way that especially in this first moment when he's like taking her pants off and it's like takes a minute mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like the jeans are getting like skinny jeans getting stuck she's on your. She kind of like, she, like, uh-huh. she, she, yeah, she smiles, kind of chuckles at that. And that is very, like, I think that's a good example of like the more like reality of that kind of moment that we've seen more with Dean. Not just like the fact that it's gentle again, like the other one, but also that like the awkward goofiness that mm-hmm. yeah. that can be Not sex. The, yeah. yeah, but kind of the, the, the like, that, that's the act of goofiness. That's like, also, he's like, <laughs> like that. Not taking it too seriously, but no. also that he's not like, be serious with this. And she's laughing at her jeans getting stuck on her feet. You know, yeah. it's like, he's like, just, it's very real. Sex is rarely serious. Yeah. <laughs> we're angry and we're gonna scratch each other a lot. It's rarely that. <laughs> and like whatever Sam was doing last episode mm-hmm. with Ruby where they're like biting each other really hard and pinching each other. No. Yeah. I mean, if that's what they're into. But also, yeah. it's like, but they like were... they're like angry and violent. Mm. It was more like the, the emotion wasn't like, I'm super into this kind of thing. It was more like anger yeah, and expressing I'm, it, lashing I, out. I, I, yeah, lashing out and like I'm in a bad place, so I'm going to act out badly. Yeah, and maybe be. And maybe that that's real for that kind of situation, which is very like toxic, you know, toxic, and don't man- do that. Manipulative or like you know the yeah. only reason you're doing it is because she said like what you're scared. Yeah, this they're slow and gentle and sensual yeah. and, and very quickly she's on top. Yeah, mm-hmm. and partly the realistic logistics of being in a car. He's yep. a very tall man. Yeah. He's going to be hitting his head on the window and the ceiling. Yep, but then so she notices his shoulder he kind of follows like her line of sight to it and back up and then she like puts her hand on the handprint 
in mm-hmm. line with the handprint. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, you know, exterior, we got the steamy window with a hand like slapped against the... <laughs> and slide. that is the one thing about this scene that I'm like, okay. Yep. Because first of all, it's like, like, oh yeah, I got to brace my hand there. Slip. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I thought it was kind of cool, kind of funny that she, that like in that moment, they both had, it's like the look at the very obvious mm-hmm. handprint scar like, and like look back to her and she, it. yeah, or, yeah like, a little shy about it. Vulnerable in that moment mm-hmm. about it. And, like, knowing that she knows what it means, and, or, like, mm-hmm. that it's that it was a painful moment, or, like, you know, the reason that all this is happening and stuff. And you know, but, specifically who did it. Mm-hmm. Right. But that is, she kind of, it's okay, and, like, co- covers that up, but in the exact same spot of, like, yeah. hey, I'm an angel, too, and this and, is me. Like, and there's something, I mean, Dean is marked by Castiel, and Anna puts her hand on that mark pretty deliberately Yeah, mm-hmm. in a... Like claiming kind yeah. of way. No, it's like you see this cast from wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, you watch it. A little, you, a little, you watch ter- it? a little territorial. You branded him. He's mine. <laughs> yeah. Our next scene. Ruby sees Sam asleep, sleeping yeah. on books. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Sam. Sam falling asleep, <laughs> drooling on books. <laughs> One time I fell asleep editing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right. I fell asleep on my laptop. <laughs> Well, so you what? weren't you weren't setting yourself up for success no, though so because you were on my stomach you were in like, bed. Yeah, <laughs> I've never fallen asleep sitting at a desk. I've like, fallen I asleep. I I've fallen asleep in a study oh, hall. I've fallen asleep in sitting at a desk in class. Yeah. Oh no, that's true. I did do. But that. that's not like on the book. That's like that, sitting like, with my back to the chair <laughs> and just like yeah. you uh-huh. like jolt yourself back yeah. up. And you're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I was like, I'm fine. It's like my eyes literally dart back and forth uh-huh. very quickly when I start to fall asleep like that. And I'm like my. Lizzo sticky. <laughs> when more times than actually falling asleep, I'll have to like be my eyes your as wide open. open as I can because I keep doing like the the like starting to fall asleep. You feel like you're falling and you're like I'm gonna fall asleep. In class in college, it was usually in my like art history classes because those were more lectured style. I was always in the front. So very small room, very small uh-huh. classroom, maybe 20 desks and maybe 10 to 15 kids in the class and me in the very front row in the front center and the professor's doing the slideshow and looks over and I'm constantly asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Sorry. the one time I remember specifically, like, I could not keep my eyes open. It was really warm in the room. Yeah, nice uh, and cozy. Like, and I was like, I'm like, I need to stick my head out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam was asleep on a bunch of books. Ruby goes outside, and she lights a hex bag on fire. But it's not directly outside, though. She, I think she goes to a crossroads. Really? I think really? I think they do, like, the above... Oh, oh, I it, totally it, was it looks like she was just like just walking like, outside. Just like right outside. That's no. what I thought. It, no, it because like if it were right outside, they would have just walked in. Is it? That? She wouldn't have done it right outside. That doesn't make sense. Well, no, I think it just I'm looked like, sure a stone, she... like a dirt road. It, yeah, didn't it was like not clear. Road. It was nighttime. I, I think <laughs> it would make because, sense because they did the same like camera pull up. I'm pretty sure she was at a crossroads. She didn't bury anything though. Right. So is this how you ping a demon who's been looking for you? Maybe she's a demon. She doesn't need a need to summon. No. Right. 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 So, but why would she have to go to? crossroads yeah no i think i think it was just far farther far enough away yeah. i don't know but um, it was a uh, unclear where unclear. she is so she lights this hex bag on fire and it's a fun little like blue flame yeah. right like like, like those, the, the pine cones, like those that, pine cones. That, yeah that change color they're all chemically mm-hmm. and you can't make s'mores after yeah <laughs> and then alistair appears and we get a nice scene with him where he's he's like he, he really flexes those muscles he's been holding in this for like when he didn't have much dialogue i love when a special guest coming in to play the villain gets to act 
act big. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like that happens a lot with the demon characters. Janitor man. Because there's something, and something I appreciate and I think is funny about most of these villains that we've seen so far, which most of them have been demons, you know, it's, it's very, like, because their intentions are evil. Mm-hmm. They get to be funny. Yes, they get and to be funny. And when the, when the, you know, angels are at least pretending to be, you know, like the good force in this world, they're they warm. have to be serious. Yeah. <laughs> because they're about justice and good things, but it takes a lot of work to do that. The bad guys get to be fun. Yeah. Because they're enjoying themselves when they get to be bad. They just feel a little bad. Mm-hmm. Just for a treat. Like, it's, it's like, like, so, it's like, like, hello, Ruby. I'm surprised you're out and open like this. And she's like, desperate times. He's like, you looking for this? Holds up the, the knife that had been lodged in his his chest yep. earlier. She's like, keep it, I came to talk. He's like, oh, is it about how, like, a demon is protecting an angel? He's like, we really must revoke your membership. She's like, I know I'm not employing you the month. Which is, I lo- again, like, a, a little example of the kind of back and forth little banter that they yeah. get to do because they're bad. Because <laughs> they're bad. They get to do banter. <laughs> they get to be a little snarky, a little funny, a little sarcastic, a little banter. Angels, as we see later, are like, you're gross. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, just Cass being very, like, t- even toned, <laughs> serious, like, even when he's being, like, Cass? you Watch a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Not the, to the range or level no. <laughs> of like the enjoyment that comes from demons being like, I got a good line off. And the like, did everybody hear that? <laughs> and the voice he's doing. Yes, he is doing a voice. That's not what he sounds like. No, it's very, very kinda, yeah, kinda it's smarmy, like little little, little nasally. And mm-hmm. then he's doing something with his like teeth, where he's like ending things on s's a lot. Yeah, and, yeah I didn't know if that if he had a speech impediment or not. Taking cues from the what would you imagine? a human snake would sound like. It was kind, kind of, of like... He could play the snake in Little Prince. <laughs> Nobody but Bob Fosse. Nobody but Bob Fosse can play the snake in Little Prince. <laughs> yeah, so Ruby's saying, like, I'm not employee of the month, I know that, but uh, I never wanted to be involved in all this shit that's going on. He asks, why are we here? What do you want? She wants out. She's like, I'll give you the angel. And he's like, and in return, you know, knowing this would be a deal, you know, she, she's like, I walk. She's like, me and the Winchesters walk away. Almost oh. an afterthought. Yeah. I, I walk. I want out of here. Okay, well, me and the boys. The boys too. This shit is not our business. <laughs> and he kind of does a little walk around, a little walk around the space. Like He's like, you know, I always heard you were a devious, cowardly little slut. <laughs> Crystal dress is like a slut. And I don't mean to impugn the reputation of sluts. She's like, so? He's like, it's interesting. And then two demons appear on either side of Ruby Ooh. and grab her. And Alistair still has the knife. He's like, let me make you a counteroffer. And he traces the knife over her face. She's smarter than this. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, we, as we learn later. I mean, but... But she, also it doesn't make a ton of sense. But... Right? Like, wait. I guess this is the worst case scenario of her plan. Right. Because yeah. she does end up getting tortured. Like, yeah. but... I could, she could have set it up a little bit. Right? Probably, probably. Although I'm sure going into this, she was like... She, I think she was expecting... She's like, there's no way this is going to work. Kind, yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of a... Like, she was ready for so it. That, yeah. So does he just not care that it's not believable for her? Does he not know her well enough? Yeah, or, I, I heard. I've, so I've always I, heard you were... Basically, yeah. a devious but cowardly. So maybe that's the the word that he's he's like, ah, you want out, and this is proving that you're a coward. Yeah coming to me with this. I gotta, like, take advantage of that. Because if he knew her more, this this doesn't super feel believable that she would, like, let herself get caught like that. Yeah. There, yeah. 
I also think he doesn't care mm-hmm. right. on, on top of that. Right. Like, cause he's going to get to have fun either way. Like, yeah. So Dean walks into the barn. Adjusting and, his clothes. Yeah. And Uriel's there. He's like, look at that. Like, it's so cute when monkeys wear clothes. Dean, eyes darting around, does a real quick assessment. He's like, I'm dreaming, right? I'm dreaming. And Uriel says, well, it's the only way we could chat since you're hiding from us. Like a coward. And, and Dean's like, yeah, okay, what, what, what do you want? <laughs> he's like, don't usually see you off leash. Where's your boss? The like, Castillo? Not here. He has a weakness. He likes you. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, really? He does? Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, has he well, talked about me? Like, <laughs> like what did he say? What did he say? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Time's up. We want the girl. Dean goes for the bluff. He's like, well, she's got a grace bag, so like, she's gonna I, I'm not going to tell you, you guys up. And you don't even want to know because. Don't even if, try. Don't even try because if you do, she's going to beat you up so bad. <laughs> Because she got her power. She's so strong now. She's football player and he's coming over here right now. Which, I already called the police. They're, they're on their way. Which prompts Uriel to gloat mm-hmm. that no, he has her grace and shows Dean exactly where it is. Which is so funny that like, he's so fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> he's so Actually, fucking dumb. I have it right here. Because, I'm gonna because he you. holds it more like important for him to gloat yep. in this moment than to even consider the possibility that this is a bad idea to show Dean. Mm-hmm. This whole thing Because he's, about... he's overconfident in the fact that, like, there, even if I show you, there's no way you could get it from me. Yeah, because he thinks so little of humans in general. Mm-hmm. That thinking they're so inferior is, like, mm-hmm. such a disadvantage when, you know, underestimating them and underestimating Anna. Low expectations can be just as impairing in a duel. Cousin... You've done it again. He's like, yeah, neat trick, since I have her grace right here. And we see that what it looks like. It's like this little, like, sort of pendant that's just kind of made of light It looks, on to a me, necklace. it looks like a glass thing holding her grace. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, kind of like a vial yeah. or something, but like in... But like a long it, cylinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of, like, shifting... Like when you put that... Iridescent. That, that, yeah, that iridescent, iridescent glitter in a drink. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He is actively walking around him in a circle, and he's says something about like, oh, I understand, like, you cut yourself a slice of angel fruitcake. Fruit? Yeah. Did you say food, food. cake? Angel food cake. It's is like... a type of cake. Angel fruit cake. <laughs> <laughs> wait, is he calling? Wait, oh, that be... oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funnier if he was talking about cats or something, yeah. like, yeah. oh, that fruity little angel. <laughs> you cut yourself a piece of that fruit cake. But fruit cake is also usually, like, <laughs> describing someone who's nuts. <laughs> That angel fruitcake over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uriel says something like, we can't let hell have her. And Dean's like, well, then why don't you just like give her back her angel juice? <laughs> it's like, well, she's a serious criminal. It's like, for thinking for herself? Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, you, well, you get you, it. he's like, you don't understand. Our, this is our business, not yours. Like, uh, she's not technically human. He was like, well, I guess I just like being a pain in the pooper. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Uriel's like, no. He smiles. He's like, there's more. And he does his little walk around This thing. whole energy from him is so different. Yeah. He is gloating and mocking. I think it's also like we weren't close enough with him bef- in the first episode we saw him, mm-hmm. right? Or like it feels like now, especially now that he's alone with Dean in a dream, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. can kind of feel out that space and be himself more. Yeah. yeah, before he was really just striking a serious intimidating figure. Mm-hmm. This is more who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you cut yourself off a slice of some angel food cake. You did. And Dean's like, what do you care? You're junkless, right? Like a Ken doll. He's like, ooh. He's ooh, like, oh, ooh, oh, well, ooh. well. Like, we're getting feisty. Well, it's your last chance. Give us the girl. Or, or what? You toss me back in the hole? He's like, you're bluffing. You're bluffing. You're bluffing. He's like, try me. <laughs> try me, bitch. 
<laughs> like with the plans we have for you, this is bigger than that. You can be replaced. And Dean kind of considers for a second. He's like, what the hell? Go ahead, do it. Kind of braces himself. And as Uriel approaches, he's like, are you crazy enough to go? He's like, what can I say? I don't break easy. And Uriel is like, yes, you do. You just got to know where to apply the pressure. And he's so, like, oh no, not so again. <laughs> this scene confirms for us though, is that no, Dean called their bluff. Yeah. They're not going to throw him back. He is too valuable. He is not easily replaceable. Scene change to a torture room somewhere. Right. And we don't see much at first because it's kind of like just this dark, like, like are we like on the floor like or something? In, it's like industrial kind of feel. Con- right. A lot of concrete. The camera isn't like pointed at all the action yet. Yeah. And then we hear first like just sounds of like a blade stabbing and screaming. Like a woman screaming. Alistair starts talking and he has this little monologue. He starts monologuing. He starts monologuing. <laughs> where he's complaining about the current young generation. Ruby is strapped to an inclined table. She's naked. Naked with the, and she's strapped with these Leather straps that have runes carved in them. Yeah. Um, covering her boobs. Covering her bo- covering her nipples. Yep. But not the rest of her boobs. Yeah. And then one like over her like, mouth and, and the bottom jaw and it's her like, chin. It's like molded to her, like cupping the bottom part of her mouth mm-hmm. and chin. Assume, like, and like and on her, her arms her, are out. Um, yeah. Maybe covering her bidet. Her bidet. No. Bidet. Yes, yes. We don't, but no, we only see her from like torso up. Torso up. There's a lot of screaming and blood dripping and slicing sounds as Alistair walks around and monologues. You know what's wrong with your generation? <laughs> you need instant gratification. <laughs> and he is he is acting his little heart out and I love it. So you want things now. Now, 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 now. We have no patience, no craftsmanship. And he's looking at the knife. He's like, but this knife of yours, it's an exquisite piece. You must tell me where you found it. <laughs> he has a detail here. He says that, he's like, you know, I haven't been up here since Poland, 43. So he was a Nazi? Yeah. 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 He, and he was probably doing experiments at the camps. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. And loving it. Right. Yeah. But, he, but, he's like, but the experience of being on earth, right? He's like, truth is I loathe it. He's like, there's no stinky sizzling flesh. <laughs> it's too chilly. No stink of blood, sizzle of flesh, flap of flame skin. I don't know how you stand it. That's work satisfaction is what that is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the sooner you cooperate, the sooner I get to finish and we get to go home. <laughs> so the sooner I get to return home to my studies. Mm-hmm. Like, but no rush. Let's take our time. Relish the moment. Let me see now. Like, this is kind of like empty sort of industrial garage yeah. space sort of concrete kind of place. He's talking about like her like sort of gag like strap that's over mm-hmm. her mouth. He's like, now I'm going to remove this. Don't go smoking out of that meat. You won't get far. Takes it off. She breathes. He's like, now, you tell me where that angel is. He's like, no. He's like, excuse me? (laughs) She's like, I tell you and you kill me. His look is like, I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) She's like, I'll show you though. So back at the barn, Dean is drinking out of a flask. We assume it's morning. Sam enters the frame just like pretty close to the camera like I don't know where Ruby is. It's very good. It's like the like he uh, it looks kind of like he's been like puttering around like worrying and like, oh, I don't know man where is Ruby? And, and then and Dean taking a swig is like this is your problem. <laughs> takes another drink. Anna comes in and she's like hey it's a little early to be drinking like that right? And Dean's like what are you talking about? He's like it's 2am somewhere. She's like that's not how Jimmy Buffett She's <laughs> <laughs> like, are you okay? Yeah, but kind of like a, like, <laughs> too early for that, right? And he's like, a little joke. And she's like, you okay? And he's like, of you, course. You good, bro? <laughs> and his, of course, is a very, like, telic response to her, are you okay? Of like, of course I'm not. <laughs> There's a wind 
noise and the doors blow open, but not so dramatically because they were barn doors that weren't, they didn't seem to be like latched very well. Yeah, they just sort of open. Yeah. And it's a little windy. <laughs> and Cass and Uriel walk in. And then everybody lines up in two lines. <laughs> And Cass says, like, hello, Anna. It's good to see you. And Sin's like, how'd you find us? And Cass looks at Dean. So, okay. So the blocking on this scene is something I need to talk about. So there's a lot of extremely intense Cass staring. Mm-hmm. And it's very close up. Like, part of his head is out of frame, kind of, clo- yeah. <laughs> kind of close up on his eyes. And what direction he's looking throughout the scene. Intense Cass face. Mm-hmm. Cass greets Anna specifically. And we have intense eye contact from both of them but from him especially. Sam butts in, how'd you find us? Yeah. Cass's gaze subtly shifts at Sam's question to Dean. And Dean looks away and lo- looks very distressed. He's very sad and scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of, he's, yeah. Anna looks up at Dean and he's looking down and then he meets her eyes looking just so upset. But Sam again looks over at Dean and is like, Dean? <laughs> he's, like, he's like trying to like, what's going on? <laughs> following the eyes, following the, the lines of sight. And Dean says to Anna, mostly, he says, I'm sorry. He looks so sad. And Sam's like, like why? why? <laughs> Don't Phil's being on anything. Different tone. <laughs> Sam is just being loud. Everyone what? else is being very quiet. What's going on? <laughs> Why is no one talking to me? Anna and Dean are making pretty intense eye contact, and he looks so sad, but she doesn't look betrayed or shocked. No, she she's looks understandingly serious. serious. Yeah, it's like she knows what happened, right? And and like she's looking at him, and she realizes, and she and she says, because they gave him a choice, either they can kill me or Sam, and because they gave him a choice, and she looks at Castiel. And it's accusatory. Mm-hmm. She goes, I know how their minds work. Yeah. it's And it's cutting. When she says, because they gave him a choice, we get a cut back to Castiel and he looks down. Accusing Anna at Cass, I know how their minds work. And he looks back up to meet her eyes. Again, the, the, it's I'm doing like hand frame. It's, it's like <laughs> around Cass's face specifically when yeah. we're on him. She makes really pointed eye contact with Cass. And like intense staring at Cass. And like turns her body into a knot. While like, she's while still she, looking. And then Cass. turns her face. And looks at Dean and they kiss. Dean, I don't think he has looked at Cass yet. He's still kind of looking down in her direction. Mm-hmm. And when she, it's like this intense eye contact as she turns her body to Dean and pulls Dean down into a kiss. And then we see, like, we cut back to Cass watching this. He stares through the entire kiss. Dean is so sad. He he looks like he's going to start crying mm-hmm. as he's kissing her. And Anna is serious as she's kissing Dean. The kiss breaks. She's like, you did the best you could. I forgive you. And she meets Dean's gaze. Dean looks pained. Anna is very serious. She says she forgives him. Cass looks away. And then Anna, very serious, steps forward with resolve. Cass finally looks back up at her when she says that she's ready. The blocking, the direction here. The direction, the camera, the blocking. If it wasn't intentional, that's fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's fucking crazy. (laughs) Not a weird way to shoot anything. This this, this scene was fucking crazy and it makes me insane. This whole scene, there are two other people in it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, whoa, we're intruding on Something. Also, the fact that Ural hasn't said anything, nothing. Ural's just standing motionless, blurry in the background. <laughs> also, like, like yeah, just Sam, Sam, Sam has a what? couple going on. Sam has Sam is confused and kind of loud, but then he stops and is also blurry in the background. There are two other people in the scene. You'd loud. expect some kind of reaction shot of Uriel fuming, right? Yeah, or 
you like, think, like, Sam, he was loud and confused, but then, like, it's almost like he's like, something's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not only am I confused about how they got here and, like, why, like, what what's happening, but also, like, there's an energy in yeah. this room between the three of you. Nobody's no- paying attention to me. <laughs> not, not at all. I am very uncomfortable with the energy that we've created in the studio today. And, like, Sam's, like, diagonal across Uriel, so they might be having, like, an, I, like, what's you happening? Do you know what's going on? What is, what is happening? What's going on here? Cass is, like, it cuts to him staring, like, almost jealous. It's the way he's watching them kiss. It is intense. And her looking at him before going to kiss Dean. It was deliberate and territorial. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, don't you kiss my man. (laughs) Insane. What is happening? Like, it has to be deliberate and intentional (laughs) because otherwise, like, did they use the wrong edit, the wrong footage for Cass's reaction? What is happening? (laughs) They, like, spliced it wrong. Dr. Scott. <laughs> Can it? Dr. Scott! Janet! Man! Rooker! Can it? Dr. Scott! Janet! Man! Rooker! Can it? Dr. Scott! Janet! Man! Rooker! This scene makes me crazy. What's happening? It's so intense. And Dean is so sad. And Anna is so intense and possessive and angry at Cass and Uriel making Dean choose. But she's not directing. She doesn't look at Uriel once. She's looking at Cass. Yep. And it's it's super loaded because, like, we know one reason or one set of reasons as to why she would be so angry. But also, there's a lot more going on in those looks. They have history. After, after this, when she said that she She's ready. Cass says that he's sorry. And she's like, no, you're not. Not really. And it's so angry. She's mm-hmm. so angry. She's like, you don't know the feeling. Like, you don't even know how to be sorry. Yes. Yeah. It's, you don't know You're how. saying the words, but. You're, you're saying the words. You don't know what feeling is. You are a machine. And and he's like, still, we have a history. It's just. And she's like, orders are orders, right? Like, I know. Just make it quick. She, the, like, the, just the way she's saying that is cutting and seems to affect him. If he really didn't care or, like, you know, whatever. Or if there, whatever there was the reason for that last like reaction shot kind of stuff, like if he he wouldn't have said sorry. No, if he were a Borg, like the none of like this conversation wouldn't be happening. Right. Like she tells she tells him to make it quick, mm-hmm. and then we get a shot of Dean looking away in tears, and then we hear him. <laughs> yeah. His voice. Don't touch a hair on that poor girl's head. <laughs> Kind of like someone burst into a courtroom and yeah. it's like, <laughs> I object. He's like, you get away from that poor girl. Yeah. And they all look and Alistair and the two demons are like, we're carrying Ruby's like limp body. She's still conscious, but haven't, you know, she can't walk on her own. Big, big belly wound. Yeah. They put her clothes back on. That's good. Yeah. And Dean, Sam, and Anna kind of rush to the side. And they're we're like, like, let's get out of the way. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then they toss Ruby into the hay on the other, on the other side of the room. And she like crawls <laughs> in. Like, and oh, she's like, I'm gonna hide. <laughs> so Uriel walks towards the demons and is like, how dare you come into this room, you pussing sore. And they and then they line up and do lines. Yeah. And, and then he's like, oh, name calling. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> he goes, you sanctimonious fanatical prick. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cass walks up and he's like, turn and walk away now. And Alice was like, yeah, sure. But give us a girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> like, just we'll, go home already. <laughs> we'll, okay. pu- we'll punish her real good and proper. And Cass is like, you know who we are and what we'll do. I won't say it again. Leave now or we'll lay, we lay waste. waste. Yeah. And Alistair's like, 
I think I'll take my chances. <laughs> the, the chances has like five S's on it. <laughs> and then they fight. Yes. Fight, fight, fight. Uriel goes after the two grunts and Cass goes for Alistair. We first see Cass try, like he like holds up his hand to Alistair's head as if he's going to like do something like in the way that Uriel had like held up his mm-hmm. hand to Ruby before. And Alistair says like, sorry, kiddo, go run to daddy. Knocks Cass to the ground. Uriel uses that hand on the forehead kind of power and seems to smite one of the demons. And recall back to Lazarus Rising when they came back to the restaurant that had all the demons in it, Mm -hmm. or when Sam and Ruby did, and all the demons were already dead Mm -hmm. with all their eyes burned out. Right. So Alistair is holding Cass by the throat and repeating this phrase, potesta inferna me confirma. It says it three times. And but then, he gets interrupted on the third time. Because Dean hits him in the like face inside of the head with like a two by four. I think it was a crowbar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clunk. <laughs> As, you know, he kind of staggers away from that, comes back to Dean. And Alistair's like, he's like, Dean, Dean, Dean. He's like, I'm so disappointed. You had such promise. And then he uses the force on Sam and, <laughs> on Sam and Dean. <laughs> Uriel smites the other grunt demon. And as he's been fighting the grunts, the necklace has started, has come loose mm-hmm. and been swinging around a little bit. So Anna jumps up, grabs the necklace from Uriel, smashes it on the ground. Her grace has returned. And it's this glowing blue light streaming into her mouth. She collapses, glowing from the inside, and it's like struggling, and starts shouting to telling them to shut their eyes. It looks like this power is kind of like surging through her from the bottom Mm -hmm. up as she starts to kind of get like forced to stand up, Mm -hmm. like from her falling to her knees, she's starting to like unnaturally begin to stand. She's like, shut your eyes, shut your eyes. Oh my God! Oh my God, nobody look! Nobody look! Nobody look! Nobody look! Nobody look! Nobody look! The boys and Ruby follow their directions. Cass just stares at her. Cass and Uriel stare at her. And Anna's, like, body kind of rolls into standing and the force of the light surging through her, like, mouth and eyes, she, like, it, like, it explodes into light with, like, wings behind her. Mm-hmm. And the energy just kind of, like, kills Alistair because he's looking. He's looking and the light fills the space and he just sort of goes away. Wouldn't he have, like, known to not? I don't know. Is he... Did he die? It's like he evaporated. <laughs> he kind of evaporated. I don't. I don't know how it gets explained later, so I'm not oh going to God. say. Nope. Some radiant nope. energy, kind of radiant, radiant, ener- radiant energy. Certainly did a number on him. I yeah. will say. Okay. So the boys get up. Dean grabs. The, Anna, Anna's gone. Yeah, Anna has disappeared. Anna disappears. Right yeah. Dean grabs a knife from the floor. Talking to Uriel and Cass, he's like, "What are you waiting for? Go get Anna." He's like, "Unless you're scared." Uriel looks like he wants to keep fighting, but he's like, this isn't over. Like, hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> and Cass holds him back. Yeah. <laughs> Cass and Dean share an intense look. Yeah. And then they disappear. They yeah. they check in with Ruby, who's not doing so great. Yeah. But then it is revealed in this little, next little bit of dialogue that this was the plan all along. Right. Dean's like, what took you so long? And she's like, sorry, I was late with the demon delivery. I was getting tortured. It's like, Sam had a good plan to let them fight each other, you know, like Godzilla and Mothra. Mothra. And Ruby kind of rolls her eyes like, it was my fucking idea. Which I'm not sure that this ma- that, that makes any sense. No. <laughs> the conceit that this was a plan all along. Right. I'm not sure that because that makes sense. Because the way that Ruby, like, looked when she was watching Sam fall asleep, she was definitely being set up to look like she's sneaking out. Yeah. Right, so it sounds like, so she's a big time angel now. Must be happy. <laughs> and Dean's like... He, like, makes eye contact with Ruby. Yeah. And she seems to know. Like, no, this this is gonna suck for her. So, we get our final scene. 
the boys are sitting on the hood of the Impala. They got beers. It's very gonna... funny that, like, they're, they're, like, they're sitting on the car, and it's like, huh, can't believe we made it out. And it seems like, again, and they cheers, ah. cheers, clink. All right, now, when we put our cups together, we will make the clink sound with our mouths. Ready? Eat it. Clink. Ding. There we go. And now we drink. What the fuck is this called? Because <laughs> we went from, Sam's like, wow, I hope she, she's probably happy where she is. And Dean's like, no, a thousand yard stare. And they're drinking then, beer. Yeah, we like, made it, clink. It's like, can you believe that after that adventure is another chapter in our journey? Yeah. <laughs> like weird tone and consistency. Also that they like clink and they drink. And then Dean's like, I know you heard him. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, and he's like, Alistair, like, how he said that I had promise. I know you heard him. You're not curious? Yeah, so I was like, I heard. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, but you're not talking about hell and I'm not pushing. So Dean, torturously over the next couple minutes, uh, opens, <laughs> opens up about hell and it's painful. He explains that time is different in hell. On earth, he was gone for four months. In hell, he lived through 40 years. He was tortured until there was nothing left, and then he would be put back together to start all over again. And at the end of every day, Alistair would make him an offer. The torturing would stop if Dean started to torture. And as Dean is telling the story, he is getting more and more emotional. And he said he's resisted for 30 years. And Sam's listening. He says, and I resisted for 30 years. And Sam kind of nods like, yeah. What about those other two? Yeah, yeah, he starts to be like, wait, 30, but you said 40. (laughs) It's like, then I couldn't do it anymore. He refers to the, the torture as, like, being on the rack. Like, being, mm-hmm. being on... He's like, so I got off the rack. He's like, I started ripping them apart. He, he breaks down and starts crying. He says he lost count the things he did. He is... He's, he's basically sobbing at this point. Sam's like, you held out for the 30 years. That's longer than anyone would have. Dean says, how I feel, this inside me, I wish I couldn't feel anything. I wish I couldn't feel a damn thing. And Sam is sitting there kind of staring into the middle distance like, hmm. This is more than I signed up for. And Dean is crying. And then we end... He doesn't even like pat him on the back or anything. He just stands there. Like like, look down, look up, kind of look to the middle, like squint to the side and side and kind of, hmm. And Dean is doing all of this. They're, They're kind of like sitting on perpendicular corners of the car so dean is doing this with his back to sam does this whole thing without looking at sam once sam's sort of blurry in the background and then kind of every once in a while focused in concern from sam mm-hmm. but it's very like that's rough buddy that's rough buddy like wow like i don't that's know what bummer, you bro yeah. <laughs> i do not know yeah, what to say. say i have not i don't know what i was expecting and then the episode ends so we now know that Dean remembers hell. He remembers every bit of it. Remembers being changed by it. What a bummer. So what do we think of the episode? It was good. It was good. I think hard to compare to the first part. Mm-hmm. Part ones are so, have such a tough job. Because even if there is some action, it's mostly set up yeah. for a resolution or a climax of action later in the in the second part. They definitely set up some mirrors, mirrored things that happened, like the whole Sam and Ruby, Dean and Anna, mm-hmm. heaven and hell. Mm-hmm set up and the difference in those relationships sam's violence versus dean's gentleness Mm -hmm. so they definitely did that i thought there were some tone inconsistencies in this one Mm -hmm. with the weird jokes that seemed completely out of place and didn't need to be there out of the last scene into the scene weird up down tone inconsistencies i think that the mirror the the parallel of like sam finally kind of talking about that hard time for him those four Mm -hmm. months where where dean was gone and then dean kind of opening up gear you know without prompt right because maybe the prompt was kind of what anna had said of like hey when you're ready to talk mm-hmm. there are people who care about you who mm-hmm. would 
like to listen. Uh, honorable mention to Mark Ralston, who played Alistair, who was going to be on here for two episodes and just act as much as he possibly could, mm-hmm. making great really choices. Really took advantage of that. Really did. Really, he did not phone it in. It wasn't like a, one episode who cared. He was like, this is a character. This is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to act. Yeah. And he really did, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Memorable character. I just want to say, in the torture scene, mm-hmm. not crazy about the torturing naked lady yep. thing. Mm-hmm. They always do this. But I appreciated Well, he that... wasn't gross in the sexy I, way. I appreciated that they didn't make him sexual about it. Yeah. If it had been a man chained up like that, he would have been wearing clothes. Or if his if his shirt was off, he would have had pants on. They would have had, he would have had jeans on. Right. She was completely naked. Yeah. So not crazy about that. No. That we have to be completely naked for the torture scene. But and who I, knows, like, if you took just the dialogue, right, or, like, his monologue, his performance, he could have made it that he way. He could have made it sexual. But I, I think it he, was a good choice, uh, you know, for him as, like, his in his character to be consistent to, to, of, like... Consistent and, like, this is an academic exercise for him. He enjoys it, certainly, mm-hmm. but he's not getting, like, sexual gratification from it. So I appreciate the way he played it. Mm-hmm. He was not threatening sexual violence. Right. He was stabbing her. But, yeah. like, it, <laughs> the, the thing about him that was scary was not that he was threatening sexual violence. She was still strapped naked to a table. And that mm-hmm. feels more like the writing choice of stage direction yeah. and directing Ruby, choice. Ruby's naked on the table and these are the things they're doing. Right. And then maybe it could have been like part of the writing intention for like, mm-hmm. and now this actor says these things and he's going to make it sexy. But then the directing of it, we really didn't see much of her at all. It was implied that she was naked on the table, but we really... We it wasn't didn't... like shot up the legs to like, oh, right. shot down to like... Boops. Right. Like, like, right. We didn't have any of those. It was really just from like upper chest up. So we could see her face. So we could see her face. And then from behind, but you really couldn't see anything. It was just like the table and you could see her arms and head. And then the shot that was further away where you might have been able to see more of her, Alistair was completely blocking her. Yeah. So that was in, so that was interesting direction, which I think removed some of the potential sexuality from the scene. Maybe against the wishes of the writer. Yeah. But in this case, like it definitely, it worked. I appreciated that this was not supposed to be a sexually violent scene. Right, because it could definitely, like, even without, you know, a a lot of intention and work from that, like, from the actor who played Alistair, like, using that dialogue, if if he used his performance to do it to make it more like sexual violence, like, yes, that would be a way to do that. But but also just with the visuals, not just, like, she's, like, chained up or something. It's, like, leather straps. Yeah, they could have... Very easily, they, like, towed the line, but, like, it felt like the intention of, like, writing that, you know, and like maybe choosing mm-hmm. set and prop pieces, maybe more stuff that Kirky as like showrunner would have more control over than like the actor's decision mm-hmm. and the director's decision to direct that actor right. and direct the way the camera was moving around. Like right. it kind of felt like Kirky was kind of setting it up to be like, this is what you're supposed to do in the scene. And then yeah, the like, choices that the, were made. The artistic choices took it in a direction that was I'm, I'm more effective more, too. I think more effective and that I appreciate. Yeah. All right. Well then join us next time for season four episode 11 family remains sam and dean investigate the appearance of a young female ghost in an abandoned house but things become more complicated when a family moves in (laughs) so by the description it sounds like it's going to be a monster of the week yeah but it is a netflix description so Mm -hmm. (laughs) who knows i guess we'll see but we'll see it feels a little bit a little bit of a we just had a big episode we need a break and do a regular job so then see you next time for season four episode 11 until then i have been a host margaret i've been host patricia and i've been another host bridget and we'll see you next time Bye. bye
Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song Bruh Music as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, Dad. You can find us at 3 Idgets Pod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3 Idgets Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.